Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? How is it going? Happy November. Wyclef's back. How about that? Huh? He was gone until November. Now he's here. You can give a kiss to his mother. It's a good time for all. In any case, uh, we are back. And there is hockey to speak of. Boy, is there hockey. There's a lot of hockey to speak of. Good sweet lord. Uh, we'll talk Black Bears. We'll talk Team Maryland. The uh, Stevenson NCAA uh, portion of the season has started. We'll talk about the big news from the ACHA side. Navy's in action. Towson's in action. Loyola versus Maryland. Maryland's men. Players. And we'll get started here with the Maryland Black Bears, who uh, did sweep this weekend up in Danbury, but it was overshadowed by the injury that uh, Aiden Bruich suffered in the third period of game two, 15.05 left in the in the third period. On the back check, coming in, trying to track down a Danbury player in the corner. Danbury player was uh, dumping it from one corner to another. It looked like uh, Bruich coming in, as he is wont to do to finish a check, as you should do. Danbury player pulled up just a little bit. The full momentum of uh, Bruich, who could not stop, uh, goes head first. Almost looked like crown first into the boards, and he was down uh, for a while. Uh, they had to get EMS out there. They got a backboard and a stretcher. Uh, luckily, he was sitting up before they did stretcher him off. He was moving all the his uh, limbs and extremities, and currently, according to his uh, Facebook post from his mother, uh, things are going well. He's resting in his built uh, family location, uh, waiting for test results to come back there. So good news on the... Uh, in the grand scheme of things, scary moment as it happened, and best of recoveries to Aiden Bruich, uh, who has been a big part of this Maryland Black Bears team for the past three seasons. So here's hoping he can get uh, get uh, going, get active, get healthy. Uh, most important, especially at this age, the health of the player. And if uh, it takes him a while, it takes him a while. I'd rather have him at 100% and looking for his future than to risk uh, anything uh, that could happen after that. So... It's good that he's he's good for the time being uh, as far as um, up and at him, moving around, was able to travel home with the team. So it was uh, it was a scary moment for a bit. It was definitely a scary moment. And, uh, can, you know, props to the Danbury Junior Hattricks uh, and their staff and personnel there uh, for, you know, getting out there as fast as they could, making sure everything was in tip-top shape. And, uh, yeah, so... We go on from there, and the, uh, the the Black Bears went up there in the first game on Friday. In uh, in better times, a lot didn't happen in the first uh, in the first two periods of that game. Maryland dominated offensively in the first uh, in the first period. They had uh, uh, sixteen shots on goal to Danbury's five. They really controlled the neutral zone, controlled the pace of play in the offensive front, but the, they couldn't beat Adam Johnson in that first period. Second period, kind of a little bit of shift. Danbury started to get a little bit more active in front of Michael Morelli. Morelli made some really tough saves. Uh, Maryland creating some turnovers, not making it easy on themselves in this one. Uh, but the third period, that's when things started fast and furious. We get going with uh, Philip Tornquist. He uh, he comes in on a rebound. Aiden Bruich driving the net as he is wont to do on a delayed call. Drives it, pucks on the rebound. Boom, it's in. Philip Tornquist, he racks up his seventh of the season from Bruich and Brad McNeil. And then... 31 seconds later, Jake Howard for Danbury throws one off the half board through a mess of people in front. Didn't look like Michael Morelli was able to track it that well, went past him, and it's a tie game from there. 
Maryland gets a power play a couple minutes later after that, moving the puck around the perimeter very, very well. Uh, Laker Aldridge puts a shot on. It gets blocked by Johnson, but Johnny on the spot, Ryan Bottrell, pounces on it. He gets his fifth of the year on the power play. Aldridge and Jacob Brockman on the assist on that one. But again, a lead that was not uh, not for long as uh, Michael uh, Sal- Salandra pounces the puck, cuts through the defense, or yeah, cuts through the defense, puts it past Michael Morelli. His uh, third of the year ties the game at uh, with uh, 14-43 left in the period. Then Darren Barry goes up. Uh, ben Beaster with, uh, I guess, you know, what can you say in front? Just cuts across the goal mouth, puts it in. Dan Barry gets the lead. I mean, he comes out of the corner, just skates across in front, patient, patient, patient. And uh, beats Morelli to make it three to two. Maryland would tie the game later, just at the second half of the, uh, with about 4:30 remaining, and with not about it was 4:30 remaining. Uh, a great alley oop pass from Brandon Piku finds Dimitri Kibru, and away he is to off to the races. Uh, blown tire from a Danbury defenseman gives him more space. He puts it far side on Johnson. He ties the game. That's his fourth of the season, and uh, fourth in three games. Piku with the assist. Luke Van Wy registering another assist as well. Uh, and Kieber has been fantastic in the past couple of weeks. He's really grown as a player. It's good to see him, you know, get get things going, get it going, because he is a definitely an explosive young player on this one. Uh, regulation, rest of it didn't solve anything. And then the possession game was big for Maryland in the overtime. They held the puck for 40 seconds on a delayed call by Danbury. And uh, next thing you know, Connor Cole just pumps it right into the wheelhouse of Torrenquiz. He sandwiches this game. First goal, last goal, game over. The overtime winner for Torrenquist from Cole and Jacob Brockman. Four to three, the final. You know, it was a it was a rough start. It was a slow start for both teams in terms of scoring. And then the third period kind of picked up. Everyone kind of got into that game in that last 22-56 of the game. Maryland coming out on top on this one. Big Michael Morelli, 21 saves in this one. Then that seemed to carry over for Maryland on Saturday afternoon, uh, which I will say, afternoon games, yo, not great. Not a big fan of those. Uh, the Friday afternoon and then the Saturday afternoon, it's kind of weird. I'm sure the players get into their habit in terms of starting later on in the day. Uh, I'm sure this might have kind of kind of adjusted with them a little bit. But in any case, Saturday's game, uh, was a thrill ride for Maryland as they get things going on the power play. Six minutes in, Connor Cole pumps it home. Nice little snipe in front uh, from the top of the circle. Rather, Sean Kilcullen, Kevin Scott on the assist on that one. 3.30 later, Elliot Leroux gets a great pass from Ryan Bottrell. Ryan Bottrell enters the zone from a Matthew Davies pass. Uh, Bottrell holds up, passes it across. Leroux just taps it in past Johnson, uh, who was making back-to-back starts in this one. And away they go. Uh, Jesse Horacek then three minutes after that, 3.13 after that, his second goal of the season. Just a nice little tapping off a a LaRoe shot. And we now got three goals in the first period for that one from Horacek second. LaRoe and Bottrell on the assist. And then Bottrell said, you know what? I want a goal myself. And he gets it. uh, And uh, he puts his sixth of the year home. Split the defense. The camera angle was terrible, as was the case with that. And no announcer this weekend for Danbury is what it is. We'll have a symposium later with myself and Johnny P. But Bottrell splits the defense, goes in. He beats Johnson, his sixth of the season. Jacob Brockman and Luke Van Wy on the assist there. 12-1 to the shots in the first period. Maryland kind of taking over offensively. The second period did happen, as you know, hockey games do go. 
And uh, Luca DePasco was a little bit more tested as uh, the Black Bears just getting into a lot of penalty troubles uh, in this one. As, uh, you know, a couple holdings, a couple fighting majors, a couple hookings. You know, it was all pretty much aside from the fight between Bruich and Howard. It was kind of just, you know, stick penalties here, there, and everywhere for Maryland. Gave him four power plays in the period. Uh, Danbury mustered 13 shots, but the DePasco was solid in front, and the penalty kill was tremendous as they are wont to be in this situation. And they killed that all off. It's four to nothing going into the third period. In the third period, boy, howdy. Of course, we had the incident with uh, uh, Aiden Brewich, but Maryland was starting to pump it on, too. It was a very big back and forth. 24 shots they have registered here on uh, the score screen for that. Seemed like a little less, uh, but who am I to say? Uh, the, the the scorekeeping there was just magnifique, I'm sure. In any case, uh, Maryland finally breaks through uh, with uh, just under four minutes left. Brandon Piku. Uh, gets a nice little pass for Ryan Bottrell. Bottrell wrapping around the net, finds Piku uh, battling in front. Piku with his stick down. Get your stick down there, kids. And pots it home for his eighth of the year. Bottrell and Matthew Davies on the assist there. Two assists for Davies this weekend. Uh, very good weekend for him, and that's all she wrote. That is a shutout for Luca DePasco. 28 saves. The His first NEHL shutout, the eighth in Black Bears franchise history. And uh, things are rolling right now. A great performance in Danbury. You love to see that kind of play happen on the road. And as we see things here, Maryland's still sitting atop the division. But, man, New Jersey's coming up in a big, big way. Uh, they are one of the hotter teams in the East Division. Points in their last eight games. Uh, Maryland with a three-game winning streak. The last ten, these two teams are pretty eerily similar. Uh, and then there's a drop-off to Jamestown and Johnstown after that tied at 16. But Maryland, they are playing well. They are playing good hockey, uh, as we see here. And uh, it's something you love to see. Of course, uh, I mean, you look at all the good things happening here with uh, the Black Bears. And, man, uh, two guys in the top 13 of scoring, including the leading scorer in the entire league, and Ryan Bottrell, who has, uh, you know, six goals, 18 assists, 24 points leading the league. What a season he's having. What a big pickup he was for this one. I mean, Luca DePasco has been – uh, tremendous. Michael Morelli, we knew what we were going to get out of him uh, coming into this one. I mean, both our goal, the, both the goaltenders have been tremendous this year. DePasco second in goals against average with a, a 199 uh, in this one. Morelli 16th, 252. Save percentages, you know, a, a 920 save percentage, I think, on average, 925 between the two. Uh, it's been a hell of a season for these, uh, these players. Players. Uh, and it's big. It's big for Maryland. You want to have this. You want to build off the momentum of last year. You also don't want to get into the trap of last year. I mean, it being the season that it was, it was completely different. Maybe now it's changed, but they kind of got off to the start early last year too, and uh, hopefully we can uh, see this momentum stick with the Black Bears moving ahead. Maybe they learned from – probably not maybe. They did learn from last year, I'm sure, and they can carry that on to the season now. Where do they head up now? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, they're back home, the Den, and they will take on the Maine Nordiques as uh, it's a back-to-back uh, -back weekends against the Nordiques. We'll see uh, Maine come to Maryland and then Maryland uh, go out to Maine. Different start times this weekend, 6.30 or sorry, 7.30 start on Saturday or on Friday. Jesus, Scott. Different start times this weekend. Uh, 7.30 start on Friday night uh, as opposed to the 6.30 start and then the normal 7 o'clock start 
on Saturday night, both at Piney Orchard. If you can't get there, go to NAHL TV via Hockey TV. You can check out the game there and the call from Alex Atano and a possible mystery guest on Saturday. So we'll see what happens. I'm not going. I will tell you that right now. The mystery guest is not me. Uh, so don't expect me on the call. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, we will see what happens from there. And then back-to-back weekends, and then after that, they got a break. They have uh, Turkey Week off, it looks like. Uh, they don't play the 19th or 20th. So it's uh, uh, Maine here, then at Maine, and then a week off before Danbury comes back in. So a lot to look forward to on this one as we start to get to the unofficial, uh, well, not the, the official middle of the season coming up here soon. So, yeah, we will see what happens and talk about it next week. Team Maryland went up to ProTech. They took on the Junior Ducks, the two teams at the uh, – Battling for the top spot in that South Division in there. A very spirited matchup uh, both days, <clears throat> especially on Saturday in a big win. But Friday afternoon, or Friday night rather, not a great time for Team Maryland. 3-1, to one, they go down in defeat. Uh, this is after uh, after a pretty well-versed uh, first period. Things went back and forth, kind of feeling out period. Second period, all four goals were scored in that period. Spencer Quinn starts it off for ProTech, 449 in. Makes it one nothing. Then Thomas Swart out on the power play for ProTech, fifteen uh, ten into the period. Makes it two nothing. Nick Graziano gets back on the board as uh, he gets one late in the uh, second period. JJ Creighton and Michael Pelizzari with the assist, and then ProTech seals it with a minute thirty. Uh, Richard Stefanik on the three to one goal, and that's all she wrote on this one. As uh, we got ourselves a 3-1 to victory, Gideon Sullivan, who was named top performer in Week 6, had a little bit of a rough outing, 27 saves in the losing effort. But luckily, short memory in this one as they go back at it. And uh, we are going to uh, number two, game number two, on a good old Saturday afternoon, late evening-ish. Uh, and the, boy, the broadcasting work was not great there. I will not tell you. I will tell you that. Uh uh, it was it was very garbled, but hey, we work through it and go there. Thomas Wardout gets the first goal for ProTech. They put him up one nothing on the power play, just a screen in front of uh, of uh, good old John Werber there, and just couldn't see it. And in the net it goes on the power play. Farrell Din though, just about three minutes later, he gets in there. Uh, Bobby Geyer just positioning, uh, getting the shot on in front. Farrell Din just bringing home the rebound. And there we go. Geyer, Owen Schmidt on the assist on that one, and then one-to-one going into the first uh, intermission. Protech gets on the board at second. Even strength, James Tilly. He puts one home uh, for uh, just cutting through the defense, finding an opening on Werber, and away he went. Uh, and that's that. But Bobby Geyer just ties it up not too long after that. Uh, I'm sorry, Jacob Kaczynski, rather, uh, ties it up after that. Barred down, just going hammering at home on the power play. Alex Newton set him up. Kaczynski sets him down. It's 2-2. Two two. And then five minutes after that with 29 seconds remaining, Bobby Geyer with pretty much no angle at all on the net. He throws it at the net, and boom, it goes in. 3-2 uh, to two on that one. Graziano and Brian Teske on the assist, and that's all she wrote. Scary moment towards the end of the game. Graziano uh, gets injured, had to be helped off the ice by his teammates. No update on him yet. Uh, so that's the only downside from this whole situation. Werber, 31 saves in the victory in this one. And we look at uh, where the standing is now for the uh, Team Maryland squad. They're sitting at the top of the uh, South Division, 12-4-0. As uh, they are looking to get things going, they are six points clear of New Jersey 87s. Uh, 
in this one tight division in the South Division. Uh, so we will see how this all hands out. Maryland three uh, seven three and zero on their last ten as they get ready uh, for their next set of games coming up here uh, this uh, today twelve o'clock. They are going up to Iceworks in Philadelphia. I take on the Little Flyers at a noontime start, so you can check that out on Hockey TV if you're listening to this at around the noontime. Uh, and then they play Saturday, Sunday, another showcase event up there in the Northeast, and they will take on the Walpole Express and the Vermont Lumberjacks. Fun fact, the Vermont Lumberjacks, the former Washington Junior Nationals who played at Bowie Ice Arena uh, for a year or two out there, which uh, I was a play-by-play guy in 0304 for their first year. Good times, right? Fun fact, just because it happened doesn't mean it's great. It's, you know, it is what it is. Three games for Team Maryland. We'll take a look at them next week, and hopefully we can get out. Uh, you know, they've been doing pretty good in these showcases, which in years past they have not. They've gone up to the Northeast and kind of just, you know, one way or another, the having system or what have you um, just didn't work for them. They've done very well, This uh, these showcases. We'll see if they can keep that momentum going for this one. Got some NCAA D3 action as uh, the Stevenson men and women were on the uh, march here on this one. We'll start off with the men, the men who went up to SUNY Canton, Canton, New York, uh, and they took on the uh, SUNY Canton. I think they're kangaroos. I'm not entirely sure. So it's a it's a marsupial of some sort. That's much I know. Uh, the first period, Stevenson got off to a, a good start for them. I would have to say. Two goals in the first started off 448 in. Malcolm Palmer from Anthony Starzy and Nick Deneen puts uh, Stevenson on the board first. And former Black Bear Seth Bergeron, uh, just after midway in the first period, he gets his first NCAA goal. Uh, Starzy on the assist on that one. Two assists for Starzy right off the bat. In the second period, just not great at all. Uh, two power play goals against uh, SUNY Canton. Potts uh, three in the second period, Brady Morrison starts it off with the first power play goal, 7.51 in, and then real quick back-to-back goals uh, after the 13-minute mark, 13.23, uh, Jesse Mayette, and then uh, 22 seconds after that on the power play, Jesse Farabee with the assist there. Soon he can't again, a third power play goal, 131 into the sec- or into the third period as uh, Carson Lancelevy goes ahead, puts Suny up 4-2, but Stevenson clawing back late, uh, 4 4.59 left. Brandon Rylot with the uh, uh, getting the game within one from Evan Beers and uh, Alex Rive. And then Rive on the power play just hammers one home from Rylot and Kyle Lightfoot to tie the game up. And that's where it ended. Overtime solved nothing. We go into the books as a tie. And that's all she wrote. Ryan Kenny, 33 saves in the tying effort as uh, the Stevenson uh, Mustangs will go ahead and go into Saturday against SUNY Canton. How about that? Big win on this one. Four goals to one for Stevenson as they get their first win of the season. Nothing happened in the first period, though. Uh, no scoring whatsoever. Didn't uh, Not until 3.30 into the second period as uh, Alex Rive again. He puts one home. Brendan Rylant, Austin Master on the assist on that one. That's the only scoring. Suny Canton ties it up 43 seconds into the third with Matthew Headland. Uh, but then Stevenson takes over from there, uh, back and forth. And then after the uh, 12.05 mark, it was all Stevenson. Kyle Lightfoot on the power play. He gets his first. Rive and Brandon Rylott on the assist on that one. Then Liam McCanny, a minute three after that, he pots home his first NCAA goal. Uh, Anthony Starzy, Austin Master 
on the assist, and hey, why not keep the party going? About four minutes later, Chad Watt getting back on the board again. And, uh, Luke Benitez on the assist on that one. Two veterans of this team closing it out as Stevenson wins it 4-1. to one. Ryan Kenny, 25 saves in the victory. And Stevenson looking pretty, pretty solid there uh, overall in the first game here, uh, first games here of the new season. Uh, and, of course, they were slated to do pretty, pretty well. They were slotted to uh, take over the MAC and be one of the top two teams in the uh, UCHC. And we'll see how that transpires uh, this coming weekend. They'll have one game this weekend at Chatham. Four o'clock start time on that. I'm sure they might have some video feeds or video links, so go ahead and keep an eye out on their social medias at SU Mustang HKY. The women, they got started up there in Michigan time. They uh, they had a little uh, a back-to-back game against uh, you know two different teams. Actually, yeah, uh, Indiana and Michigan, I guess. Started off in Indiana on Friday night against Trine University. Uh, they uh, unfortunately dropped this one 5-1, to one, trying and trying again. They could not uh, get the win here. Uh, it wasn't until late the first goal happened. Grace Hicks for trying gets on the board with uh, 420 blaze it left on the uh, period. Uh, then uh, Callie Joe Zagula with the power play goal for Stevenson ties the game. Tia Ferreira and Paige Sullivan on the assist on that one. And then trying took over from there, uh, scoring the next four goals. Teresa DiMaggio, 541 into the second. Then on the power play, Gabrielle Hicks, uh, nine minutes into uh, the second period, pots it in there. Third period, Stevenson tried to claw back, tried to get some shots on, but uh, late trying seals it. Grace Canty, 18-17, and then at the empty net with 35 seconds left, Peyton Hans makes it 5-1. to one. Stevenson drops this one. Olivia DeGuire, uh, 34 saves in the losing effort. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's tough. Trying is a good school. Trying is a good they place they face two pretty good teams out of their conference to start off with so it's a good litmus test and a measuring stick to figure things out from there then they go to Adrian the next day in Adrian Michigan and it was um not great Bob not not great on this one 10 to one final on this one as Adrian scores uh early and often 617 in uni uh Brevian with the goal. Then uh, in the second period, just back-to-back-to-back like Talamansky. Jocelyn uh, Houdanish scores one, and then 24 seconds later, uh, uh, Jellian again. And then three minutes after that, uh, Kaylee Corderet with the 4 to nothing. Stevenson gets on the board, 12.46 in. Trim Barkless uh, with the goal. Brianna Crossland with the assist. And then Adrian uh, pots home more goals after that. Uh, so I want to say it looks like six unanswered. Regan Petrowski right after Barclays' gold answers right back. And then Jessica Van Ruden with uh, 4.55 remaining in the period goes ahead there. 40 seconds into the third, Sydney Diversa with a goal. Then uh, Houdanish, uh, her second, 7.33 in. And then at her second, uh, 12.24 in. And, and then uh, Breland with the uh, assist or the hat trick on that one. To end at ten to one, the final. Olivia DeGuire uh, came in relief. Uh, she made six saves. Uh, and uh, Ansley King just got pelted with shots. Fifty-five shots against forty-five saves. Tough one. Tough one for uh, the 
Mustangs. But again, a good litmus test about what you need, what still need it, what needs to go, how it needs to go, and uh, have to see from there how they respond on this one as they uh, they come back and they'll be uh, home and home at Newman next weekend. So they will not play this weekend. Uh, and they'll f- have their home opener on Friday afternoon on the 12th at uh, the Reisterstown Sportplex. And we'll see how this all pans out, see what they learn in the week off, kind of regroup, and then go against uh, some conference uh, conference matchups in this one. The Stevenson ACHA uh, conglomeration, they made an announcement on Tuesday that um, they're going to suspend the operations for the D3 squad, and they will focus on the D2 schedule. And that's honestly probably the best bet. In this one, they were playing with very thin teams on both sides of the puck, with uh, due to uh, you know just rosters kind of thinning out as things go. So probably best to combine them for the safety and then I guess the enjoyment of the games for the players as well. So um, that's what happened there. Uh, they'll focus on the D two schedule and that started in Ohio against the Ohio University Bobcats. Uh, Ohio got off to uh, you know Stevenson got off to a good start as. Uh, Dylan uh, Candelano with his first goal of the season. Chris Robinson on the assist. And then, boy, did the Bobcats sink their teeth into the Mustangs after that. Start off uh, 11.49 and Cody O'Brien, his first of the year. 46 seconds after that, Noah Staten gets his first of the season. O'Brien again, three minutes later after that, his second of the game, second of the year. And then just before the period ends with uh, 42 seconds remaining, Alec Weaver makes it 4-1. to one for the Bobcats. Uh, Stevenson trying to claw back. They did what they could. Uh, Josh uh, Josh Waterson with his second of the season. Brendan Jesse on the assist with that one. That uh, puts Stevenson within two. They get another one from Jake Shoulder with the uh, his second of the season. He's been playing very well. Uh, but uh, then shorthanded with uh, just 55 seconds remaining. Alec Weaver, his second of the game, second of the year. And that's all she wrote. Five to three, the final in this one. As, uh, you know, good outing, better outing than what they had against Liberty last weekend. So small steps in this one. They got to go ahead and take it back on Saturday, try to run it back. And boy, howdy, they tried their best. Uh, In the first period, Jake Shoulder again on the power play, just wings it on there, his third of the season. Uh, Then minutes later, just after the halfway point, Bryce Doherty with his second of this year, and Stevenson's up 2 nothing going into the break, but Ohio kind of ruled the school in the second period, uh, kind of you know just taking possession offensively. Hayden Ripley with his fourth of the season, shorthanded, second shorthanded goal of the weekend for the Bobcats for Ohio. They get within one, and then Aiden Millett with his fourth of the season uh, just a minute and a half after that, and we're tied up going into the third, and third period was all Ohio University. Sebastian Beal on the power play, his third of the season. Noah Staten. Then back-to-back goals, 10 minutes within each other, but his second and third of the year, and that's all she wrote on that one. Uh, David Shahadi played on Friday night. Uh, Peter Skidmore played on uh, on Saturday, and uh, there's not really any good bookkeeping on what they saved. So, tis what it is as we get going. So, uh, Stevenson uh, getting better, making sure things are going. And it can only get uh, get better from here, you have to think. Uh, you know, combining the teams is a huge step in the right direction. They played, it looked like they played a lot better. It looked like there was a little bit more confidence. When you roll four lines, amazing how that works. 
Uh, so we'll see what happens this weekend as they uh, take on Loyola, the Greyhounds, at Reisterstown Sportplex. Uh, they'll take on those guys Friday night at 8 o'clock, and then on Saturday, a MACH division play against the Ryder uh, Bronx, 4 o'clock on Saturday, also at the Reisterstown Sportplex. Uh, catch it, uh, catch all the action there at Reisterstown Sportplex or on their Facebook page uh, or YouTube channels as well. Navy traveled up to Pennsylvania this weekend. They got their Wawa. They're feeling good about themselves, and they should because on Friday night they had themselves a hell of a game. You want to talk about uh, perseverance. You want to talk about clawing back. That's what the university, the university, that's what the Naval Academy did. Uh, wasn't great to start off with Lehigh getting off, uh, getting on the board quick. Six minutes in, Ryan Mox, fourth of the year, puts Lehigh up uh, one to nothing. And 6.53 later, Michael Grice with his sixth of the year. That puts up Lehigh 2 to nothing. Then 8.09 into it, Michael Grease is second of the game, 3 to nothing Lehigh. And then I think everyone's kind of just like, all right, now it's time to get going. Uh, anchors away, boys. Uh, Evan Adams gets things going right after that. His fifth of the season for Michael Rockovich and Nathan Hyden. Then John Mullen shorthanded minutes after that. His second of the year puts Navy within one. Then Nick Owen, with his third of the season, ties it up. <clears throat> Sean Ostrokey with the assist, uh, and Brendan Reynolds also with the assist. We got a tie game. John Mullen, five minutes after that, his third of the year from Riley Jamison and Brendan Reynolds. That gets things going. And then the empty net, uh, Ostrowski, his first collegiate goal from Nick Owen, and that is how we do it on this one. Uh, Charles Doherty with 22 saves in the win. Navy out shooting Lehigh 45-25 in this one. Uh, but uh, they they had to go to William Patterson, the pink the rink night over at William Patterson, uh, and things just uh, did not go as planned. Uh, William Patterson, again, getting up to two goals on uh, Navy very quick within the first five minutes of the game. Uh, Ryan Moglockney with his first uh, of the season, and Thomas Bauer, uh, just two minutes after that on the shorthand. That's another shorthanded goal given up uh, by Navy. And uh, 2 to nothing going into the break. No scoring in the second period, though uh, Navy kind of woke up from there, took the key in shots, took offensively, took offense to the lack of offense. And then 19-15 uh, to 15 in the second period, nothing showing for it, but 47 seconds into it, Nathan Hyden, his fifth of the season, gets Navy to within one. And then Bauer on the power play just being a – Swiss Army knife in terms of what they can do on the uh, special teams. His ninth of the season puts him up 3 1. Uh, Ostrowski trying again. His second of the year from Porter Markle uh, gets him within one again with uh, under four minutes remaining, but that is all she wrote on that one. William Patterson goes away with the win here. Uh, Doherty with uh, 34 saves in the defeat. Uh, overall, not, not too shabby of a weekend. Ostrowski with uh, a big weekend. For himself, uh, Nathan Hyden, another solid weekend for him. Uh, Doherty with a, a solid performance in net. Uh, so I think, you know, take what you will out of it on the road and then move on from there. You know, no rest for the wicket. You got to think about the next weekend's games uh, on this one. And that means uh, Pittsburgh this coming weekend as uh, they'll go up to the west coast of Pennsylvania this time on the 6th and 7th, so Saturday and Sunday night games from there before they're back home. Uh, oh, no, they got to go up to Rhode Island next. Jeez, they're on the road a lot. 
So uh, catch it on their socials. They'll have uh, uh, at Navy Hockey. They post links to visiting feeds as well. So that's really uh, pretty cool uh, overall for the Naval Academy. So there we are on that one. The Naval Academy women, they went ahead and they uh, they had a showcase, the Navy showcase between themselves, Mercyhurst, um, Delaware, uh, and there's another team. I'm going to bring it up here because it was the first game they were supposed to play. Uh, Navy's women's team was against Rowan, but that got wiped out. Uh, don't know if you heard. There's a lot. There's a there's a thing called a nor'easter that happened in the area. Annapolis got flooded. Ocean City got flooded, uh, or got some flooding. And then uh, yeah, that's all she wrote on that one. So those games got canceled. Both the uh, the two games. It was uh, Rowan and Maryland and Delaware and Mercyhurst. Those both got canceled at McMullen. Uh, cooler heads prevailed on that one. Uh, Saturday happened though. Saturday morning game. University of Delaware Naval Academy. And uh, Delaware squeaks out a victory on this one as uh, they get started uh, 459 in Julia uh, Nimeth or Julia Nime uh, gets her third of the season puts Delaware up uh, two two or one to nothing no scoring in the second period Delaware kind of taking control offensively in the first two periods uh, they they outshot them uh, shot Navy 22 to 12 in those ones third period 203 in uh, Jessica Pitalano with the uh, Blue Hens gets her second of the season, puts Delaware up 2-0. 29 seconds remaining. Uh, Christina Cornello gets her seventh of the year. Lauren Power, her first assist of the year, trying to get back into it, but there is not enough time. And uh, Navy drops this one 2-1. to one. Julia Chenoweth, 27 saves in the defeat on this one. So with, uh, with a, a little bit of a stitch in them, a little bit of an axe to grind, they took it out on Mercyhurst, did the uh, the Naval Academy in this one, ten to nothing over Mercyhurst. Mercyhurst only had thirteen shots on goal the entire game. We'll get started for eighteen in Quinn Ramos, her second of the season. Abigail Lewis and Lauren Power, uh, their second assist on the year. Then Kelly Hughes, seven thirty-five in her first of the season. Isabella Ross, uh, Isabel Ross, with the third assist for her season thus far. Then just over a minute later, Lauren Power, her uh, first goal of the year. Brooke Gauthier, six of six of the season. Then towards the end, 135 left. Michaela Stangle, her third of the season. Elizabeth Perry on her first assist. In the second period, 902 in Quinn Ramos with uh, Quinn Ramos. Ramos or Ramos? I am saying both of them until someone corrects me. Uh, her third goal of the year. Abigail Lewis, third assist of the year as well. Then Elizabeth Perry gets her uh, third or second of the year from Lauren Power. And Christina Cornello. Then Cornello gets her eighth goal of the year, 37 seconds into the third. Before Elizabeth Perry gets her third of the year, 6:33 in the third for Michaela Stangle, fifth assist. Brooke Gauthier, her third goal of the year, 10:27 in. Cornello on the assist, and then Cornello another goal, uh, her ninth of the season. Lauren Power on the assist, and that's all she wrote. Julia Chenoweth with 13 saves in this one. Cornello another multi-point game. Two and two. Lauren Power with a goal and three assists in this one. Elizabeth Perry, two goals and an assist. Quinn Ramos with two goals uh, in this one. Michaela Stangle, goal and an assist. Uh, Abigail Lewis with two assists in this one. So Navy, uh, Navy's just going ham, as the kids like to say. What kids? Don't ask. I have no idea. Uh, so after the defeat against a tough uh, Delaware, they are going ahead and now looking at all uh, all the things that they have been given. How great is that? 
Uh, what's up next for the universe? Uh, the uh, I always want to say university. I don't know why, because it's not at all. It's an academy. It's a naval academy. Uh, they will take on Towson University in two weeks, a home-and-home matchup on the 12th and 13th. And so a week off, and then Towson is in town, and then Towson is out of town on that instance here. And we'll get to uh, Towson in a minute, but the uh, United States Naval Academy D3, D2, clarity on that one's kind of weird, but uh, they uh, took on Catholic University, and uh, it was a... uh, Quite the game. It was an interesting, uh, interesting back and forth. A lot of kind of drama towards the end, uh, especially given the uh, tying goal. But in the end, uh, Navy just comes up a bit short in this one. They drop one five to four to Catholic University, and unfortunately, no game sheets. It looks like on this one to give some uh, daps and head taps on this one. Interesting. Uh, I will say this though: uh, the uh, Naval Academy. Uh, they were within one, uh, three to two by the time I get up, and then uh, Catholic scores a shorthanded goal to put them up four two. Navy gets within one, and then a big fracas in front, and it looks like everyone just on top of everyone. A puck somehow got in the net. Catholic went ahead and protested. Uh, it said something about I don't know church and state and whatever. Uh, and then, uh, then after that, twenty seven seconds left, a slapper from the point. Catholic wins it late into the game. Another heartbreaking game for Navy. Uh, across the Saturday, all uh, all dropping their games by one goal in this one. So tough, tough go for it for the Naval Academy on that end. But uh, you know, you live you live to play another day. That's the beauty of things. Uh, Naval Academy will take on High Point University uh, this Friday night, and uh, and it looks like this Saturday night as well. So you can go down to McMullen. Those games are uh, 7.30 on Friday and then 10.10 on Saturday against High Point if you want to go down to McMullen, McMullen and check out those games. Towson men, they had their uh, they had their weekend cut out for them this weekend. Uh, they had a tough bout against, against Westchester this weekend, uh, and they, they'll start off their Friday, uh, and Westchester gets on the board early, scoring the first five goals of the game. Uh, three in the first, one in the second, one in the third. And Michael O'Brien gets things started, 248 in for Westchester, his third of the season. And Brendan Winokur, uh, his first of the year, 707 in. Then with uh, 358 remaining in the first frame, Jake Harmon, a shorthanded goal, puts it up 3 nothing going into the break. Westchester just putting shots on shots on shots, 21-10 in the first period alone. Uh, Emerson Emery, his third of the season, Puts Westchester up four to nothing after the second period. Uh, Joey uh, Kabasha with another shorthanded goal for Westchester, fourteen twenty nine into the third, and then David Kish gets his first on the power play. Uh, Tyler Mercier and Simon Goslin on the assist, but it was not enough for Westchester uh, or for Towson as they lose five to one, getting outshot fifty three to thirty five. Daniel Ludwig forty eight saves in the loss on that one. But they went back home. They had their own pink the rink situation. They took on St. Joseph's University, the D2 school, and uh, Townsend takes this one 5-3. to three. Tyler Mercier gets things going late into the first period, his sixth of the season. Colin Mercier with a fourth assist. Bobby Jones with a fifth assist, his fifth assist of the season on that one, and that was with under three minutes remaining in the first. Jacob Birch, his first of the year. 
uh, 636 into the second. Ben Murphy, first assist. Zach, Zach Wageman with uh, his third assist. I butchered that one. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just 13 seconds after that, Pat Hoffman for St. Uh, Joseph's gets his first goal of the season. Then shorthanded Tyler Mercier getting the better of the shorthanded side. His uh, seventh of the season, second of the game, and then completes the hat trick right after that. His eighth of the year, Justin Brown and Derek McKee on the assist. Ben Murphy gets a goal, 642 in. Uh, his third of the season from Wegeman and uh, Birch. Uh, and then St. Joseph scores two uh, late in the third. Uh, Corey Long, his first of the season, and Owen O'Hara with 59 seconds left. But Towson holds it off, and they are the big winners. Alex Stella, 29 saves in the victory. And Towson goes ahead, and they will uh, they will they will have a, a good win. It's a good win for a good cause. You gotta like that as uh, they split their weekend. They've been splitting a lot of weekends there. I think it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty good for them to uh, confidence wise to uh, get those splits, get the wins uh, when you can, uh, and then you know just learn from it. You learn by winning. That's one of the big things too. Is what I was taught back in the day. Um, so uh, that's what's next. What's next for them? Towson has, uh, they got George Mason on Friday night at George Mason. Then they'll travel all the way up to Temple to take on Temple on Saturday afternoon. Man, that's a drive. Uh, So they will have back-to-back games, a lot of travel on that one. So uh, stay tuned for all of that as well. The Towson women, they were in action as well. Well, kind of, uh, as they were uh, to take on. They did have a game scheduled. There was a scheduled game. Uh, and then it looks like it just got canceled. So either I'm imagining things or just something went awry. Uh, in any case, um, nothing happened there. The uh, the next matchup will be against the Naval Academy on uh, the back-to-back games here next weekend. So we'll see how that all pans out for Towson University, uh, the women's team. They also have their store up if you want to go to their uh, store. Posted it on uh, Chesapeake Hockey Week podcast. Uh, I think on the Facebook page. I don't think they have a Twitter, so I couldn't post it on the Twitter. I think I did post it on Twitter somewhere, though. Uh, so check that out. Uh, support your local club hockey team whenever they have a chance. Buy a hat, pick up a pin, do something. Just help them out uh, as they're trying to get on their way and get their seasons going from that. Uh, a matchup, in- interstate matchup, as the uh, Loyola Greyhounds took on the Merlin Terrapins in women's hockey. And... Uh, Eight to three, Loyola goes into Maryland's house and just takes it, takes it in a big way. Uh, didn't start off all rosy for Loyola. No, the Terps got on the board first. Amber Keegan, her first of the year from Catherine O'Reilly for her first assist, makes it one nothing within the first two minutes for Maryland. Uh, Loyola gets one back just uh, before the halfway point. Emma Alexander, her fifth of the season from uh, Caitlin Cavanaugh. Her third assist. Sophia Theodore gets on the board. Uh, her eighth goal of the season, a minute into the second period from uh, Victoria uh, Durham. And then Mary Sullivan, her first of the year from Kelly Shaw and Anna Soak, 39 seconds after that. Catherine O'Reilly, though, she got herself on the board. Her fifth of the season for Maryland makes it 3-2. to two. Connie Benson and Christina uh, Karabanova on the assist on that one. Kelly Shaw then gets on the goal-scoring act for Loyola. Her first of the season for Mary Sullivan and Abigail Carlson. And then uh, Serafina Brown for Loyola. Just sec- a minute after Kelly Shaw's goal, she puts her third of the season in. And then Caitlin Cavanaugh for Loyola rounds it out. Her second of the season, Victoria Durham with the another assist. Theodore, nine seconds into the third for Loyola, puts them up seven 
to two. Her ninth of the season, Kavanaugh and Durham on the assist. And then Kavanaugh, third of the season for her. Emma Alexander on the assist. Uh, Karabanova, Christina Karabanova for Maryland, tries to get him in, uh, get back into the game with her third of the year, but that's all she wrote on that one. Eight to three, the final, thanks to a five goal second period for Loyola. Grace Lundor with the victory. Lucy Wilkerson with the loss. No stats kept for shots, so we can't say one way or the other. But Loyola kind of rolling right now. They are playing some very solid hockey. Uh, only have one loss on the season. Uh, so for them, I mean, they just uh, keep the good vibes going, right? Loyola will be at home at Ice World this weekend. They'll take on uh, Westchester and then Rowan uh, back-to-back, 7.30 on Friday night, 7.50 on Saturday night. Uh, and they're on a little bit of a homestand then as uh, Maryland comes back to visit them the week after. But this weekend, got to look at front Westchester. Uh, they beat them 7 to nothing earlier this year, uh, just a couple weeks ago, and then they have not faced Rowan yet this season. So we will have to see what that will come of them. For the University of Maryland Terrapins, they have a week off before they go to play uh, Loyola, and they have the back-to-back games. They'll be on the road at Loyola and then at Delaware. Uh, on the 13th and 14th, they're coming down to their season. Their, their schedule is is dwindling away, uh, as it looks like the you know Maryland has uh, seven games left in their season, at least scheduled, and we'll see how that all pans out for them. Uh, but uh, a week off, and then uh, Loyola and Delaware after that. Loyola men they went up to Holladell, my old youth hockey stomping grounds for rec hockey. Shout out to shout out to Holladell Christmas tournament uh, on that one. Uh, they went up to take on Rowan, and uh, Rowan uh, got the best of them. Six to two was the final in this one. Got things going a little bit early for Rowan as they get two in the first. Nick Ramos, his fourth of the season, uh, with just uh, just under eight minutes left. I think that's math works out. Uh, fourth of the season, and then just before the period ends. Uh, with 41 seconds remaining, Carter Jones, his second of the season, they go in two to nothing. Tucker Healy then went on a show for himself as uh, he scores a power play goal 43 seconds into the second period. His first collegiate goal, uh, Patrick Biganowski with a first assist and Chase Wilson on the assist as well. And then Healy again with a lovely, lovely uh, toe drag to put it past Rowan's goaltender. His second of the game, second of the season, Tyler McAvoy on the assist. And then uh, Biganowski with the assist on that one. I Again, Polish guy butchering names left, right, and center. I won't butcher this one, though. Sadly, Nick Ramos on the power play, his fifth of the season. Uh, then right before the period ended uh, with a minute 19 left, Jimmy Pollock, his fourth of the year on the power play. Two power play goals against for Maryland. They got into some penalty trouble late. Ticky-tack calls, as it were, uh, but it is what it is. You can't play both the refs and the team. Uh, Robert Penrod, another power play goal, 5.05 into the third before uh, Trevor Rucci with his third goal of the season, just under five minutes remaining, ended it for that one. Rowan wins 6-2. to two. Uh, And uh, Henry Peltier with a 35-save performance in this one, even though it's a loss, uh, a solid performance. He faced a lot of tough shots in this one. Uh, very acrobatic effort on his behalf uh, to uh, to keep the puck as uh, uh, as out of the net as possible. I mean, power plays be damned. I mean, he played very, very well uh, in this game. Maryland now off for, uh, for not, not long. They play this weekend. Ryder University in town on Friday, <clears throat> and then uh, University of Delaware in town on Saturday. The Gardens Ice House 
on Saturday night, Friday night, I can't remember where they said they were going to be. I think it was Fort DuPont uh, against Ryder. Uh, and then they have two weeks off after that. So, uh, yeah, good times to be had for Maryland. Right back on that horse, try to get things going on this one and uh, keep things a-churning from there. Let's get to some players. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Andrew Takis. Uh, I think you can't you can't deny that one. He played uh, pretty remarkable this weekend. Got himself Player of the Week honors uh, for the New Jersey Titans uh, as a as a uh, East Division foe. You hate to see it as a Marylander. You love to see it. Kind of a, uh, a, a give and take on this one. And he beat the Tomahawks, so I think that's a big big uh, thing on that one. 51 saves of 53 shots this entire weekend. Two big wins against Johnstown as uh, New Jersey just keeps on striking. So, someone to watch out for. And uh, well, they, I mean, they they beat they beat New Jersey before with Takis and Net. So, they, you know, don't we don't have to boogeyman this whole thing either. So we're gonna respectfully watch what he does and then uh, move on from there and see how he goes moving forward. Sam Annis had himself a nice little weekend for himself. Two assists. For himself, let's see if I can say himself a couple more times. Uh, I got one assist against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in an overtime loss, and then one assist against the Charlotte Checkers in a regulation victory, putting him up to three assists in seven games on the season. Kind of a slow start for him in his new home in Springfield. We'll see if he can't get these uh, use these as momentum. He's got uh, three points, all three of his assists in the last two weekends. So you got to think it's start, starting to click a little bit better. Things are coming a little bit easier for him. Uh, moving forward on that one. Um, that looks to be it. I'm trying to look at uh, if Mr. Giles did anything. He did, of course. Uh, why would I be? That's silly of me. Uh, Patrick Giles, two assists or two goals this weekend against uh, uh, Vermont, University of Vermont, the Catamounts, in a overtime loss, five to, th- uh, five to four in that one, three minutes in. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, good for him to get those goals. Uh, not so great for him to go ahead and uh, uh, lose that one in overtime. Not about does it. We're out of here. There's only a couple players that that, uh, that had any stat lines in this one. It's uh, slow going this year, but we're going to pick things up. Don't worry. Clutch and crab hockey always prevails, ladies and gentlemen. You know that as well as I do. And if you don't know that, now you know. Um, check out us. Uh, check us out. On the on the internet, clutchingcrabhockey.com. That's where all the stuff gets posted there. Uh, weekend reviews and uh, you know a little commentary here and there if I find something that's uh, that needs to be talked about. And I think there's going to be something this week about the crab pot and the possibility of uh, something further for that. You can catch me on all the socials at Chesapeake HW Pod, Facebook, Twitter, and if you want to catch out Johnny's pictures, FOHS Radio on Facebook. Johnny gets all the pictures. He'll be taking some pictures this weekend at home against Maine. So it should be a good time for that. Uh, that's it. That's all. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. Catch us on all the podcatchers. Tell your friends. Uh, tell your family. It's a good time for everybody. Um, and just make sure you stay safe. Be good. Play like clutch and crab hockey. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.